Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast. I'm your host, Coop, and tonight I am flying solo due to some technical difficulties and some scheduling conflicts. You just get me tonight. So, in the news has been this Luis Castillo trade slash rumor slash whatever you want to call it. Stuff made up. Yankees fans seem to think that this is almost a done deal. Uh, that Castillo is going to be a red, or not a red, a Yankee. That it's not going to cost them anything. Which is a load of crap. The latest rumor comes from this guy, and let me get his name correct. Hector Gomez. Hector, in a tweet at 841, says, Luis Castillo's deal from the Yankee side is done. Expect one big offensive name in the transaction as well. They're willing to go over the CBT luxury tax only if they consider it next necessary per Ricardo Gibbon. Ricardo Gibbon has 1,400 followers, and he's from Venezuela. Luis Castillo is not from Venezuela. Jeff Passan came out with a tweet saying that this is not true. Then Mark Sheldon and Bobby Nightingale came out with tweets at about the same time with a quote from Nick Kroll saying that there's nothing to this. The exact quote, if I can find it Reds GM Nick Kroll has poured water on any Luis Castillo trade rumor with the Yankees they are completely false we intend to have him as a member of our rotation for 2021 let's hope that's true because Luis Castillo has I believe still three years of control left after this year or three years including this year He's only going to be making, I believe, $4 million and change this year. And, of course, that's going to go up with each year with arbitration. But you don't just trade a top-10 pitcher with that much control unless you're getting an absolute haul back. Now, I don't, I don't blame the Reds for listening on anyone. Actively shopping somebody like Luis Castillo is a whole different ballgame, but... Sure, you can listen, and if somebody blows you absolutely away, then you think about making a deal. And for me, if Glybar Torres is not part of any deal with the Yankees, along with at least probably two or three of their top prospects, then there's no deal to be made. You're not going to just give the guy away just because it's the Yankees. And I know Yankees fans seem to think that well, everybody, every team is just going to willingly give up their best player to us because it's happened in the past. And they can spend money at will. They don't cry poverty like Bob Castellini. And that's just how it's been. But the Reds just cannot give 
a, gener- a generational player away like Luis, Cast- Luis Castillo, if I can talk. It's just me, and I can't talk. In 2019, Luis, Luis Castillo, again, I can't talk, put up 4.5 war. And last year being 2020, you know, not going to sweat anybody's numbers in 2020 with it being only a 60-game season and problems with COVID tests. And the whole thing was just weird. So I'm not going to hold any stats about 2020 against anyone. But Luis Luis Castillo is a superstar, basically. And you're not going to just give away somebody that good. Now, I've also seen some tweets from Yankees, quasi-media bloggers types saying that the Reds are desperate, desperate to include a contract like Mike Moustakis or Nick Castellanos in any trade with Luis Castino. Fuck. Castillo. What is wrong with me? Which is just a load of crap. I... I know that everybody sees the Reds crying poverty and think that that means they can just grab whoever they want off the roster, but the trade of Rysel Iglesias saved around $8 million. All the non-tenders saved probably something like $20 million. And then the Reds didn't re-sign Disclafani, which would have been another few million dollars, and it appears they're not going to even attempt to re-sign Trevor Bauer. So that's a lot of money that the Reds are not going to have on their payroll next year. So all of this crying poor is just a load of crap to me at this point. You've cleared plenty of payroll that you can go out and get a shortstop. You can go out and improve your club, not try to trade everybody you have and claim that you're trying to save money. I don't buy it. If you're trying to save money, what's the point of even trying to compete then? If you're going to compete, you're going to have to spend some money. You want to make money, you win. You're not going to make a whole bunch of money going 60 and 90 whatever, or 60 and 102, or 70 and 92. You're not going to make money that way especially if other teams are getting below the luxury tax threshold, which is the money that goes to the other teams when they get above that. I just don't buy it. Now, there was also some reports that the Reds have, I think it's from from Jim Bowden, said the Reds have made some contact with Marcus Simeon, the shortstop from the, the A's, free agent shortstop. He had a really good 2019 And that's about it. But that 2019 was amazing. So are you buying that Marcus Simeon is not a one-year wonder? And can he reproduce what he did in 2019? Who knows? Didi Gregorius is also somebody who's out there who I think is the most consistent of the free agent shortstops. If you're going to go after a free agent shortstop, that's who I would go after. And then you've got Angelton Simmons who... Has had a, is another one of those guys who's had one good year with the bat and great defensively, but I I would stay away. So in other news, the Reds, along with every other team, signed a bunch of international free agents the other day. Um, 
I'm not going to go too in-depth on that until we can have Doug Gray on, who, of course, runs the RedsMinorLeagues.com and Red Leg Nation. So we'll go more in-depth on that when we have him on. But it's hard to get excited about a bunch of 16- and 17-year-olds unless you're Pete Rose. So (laughs) we'll hold off on that for a little bit. So earlier this week, I sent out the tweet asking people to send in their questions for the podcast using the hashtag too poor to poverty our first one comes from buckeye state sports at ohio state ohio underscore sports 20 he asks hashtag too poor to poverty which red past or present would you want by your side when you're storming the capital well first of all don't storm the capital and don't be a terrorist but if for some reason you had to i'm thinking what glenn braggs i mean Glenn Braggs had the had those guns like on his arms, not not the you know the little weenies who brought their guns to the Capitol, thinking they were gonna you know overthrow the government. But yeah, I would go with Glenn Braggs because he just seems like somebody who's just not gonna not gonna take shit. Kyle Kapler had a question. He asks hashtag too poor to poverty. What's things worse, this offseason or Lamar Jackson's trip? Let me try that again. This offseason, or Lamar Jackson after a trip to the locker room. Lamar Jackson, of course, a couple weeks ago had to poop really bad and had to miss a bunch of plays and then came back uh, fourth down and got the got the Ravens in the playoffs. And then uh, this weekend he had a bad turnover and then got a concussion and the Ravens lost. But, yeah, uh I would say this offseason sucks worse, stinks worse. Because, I mean, only thing you've been hearing is uh, the Reds have no money and are talking to no one. The other other fan base is thinking they're going to get the Reds' best players at bargain rates. The fact that Bob Castellini cares more about giving money to politicians than putting a winning product on the field. So yeah, this this offseason stinks. Ken Griffey Jr. Swing asks with the hashtag impeach Phil Razor again, is it bad that I don't hate the Reds moves this offseason yet? The Iglesias trade was classically too late, but depending on the future moves, obviously, I feel like they're betting on the pitching development to secure the bullpen without overpaying. Well, to this point... The moves aren't hideous. There's a lot of rumors about other potential moves. So I think we need to wait and see what happens between now and spring training, really, to determine just how bad this offseason is. If the Reds trade Luis Castillo, it better be for an absolute haul. And I'm talking better than Blake Snell haul. Blake Snell, of course, went from the Rays to the Padres, but <laughs> that that's my hope, that maybe they were just clearing payroll for adding other pieces, but who knows. Hunt for Kevin Outhouse has, has hashtag too poor to poverty. Happy Wednesday from Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Um... Ode to the Reds 2021 World Series asks, 
hashtag too poor to poverty, who's winning the Super Bowl? I think the Super Bowl is going to be between the Bills and the Green Bay Packers, and I'm going with the Bills. Something they call Sledge. Ass. Hashtag too poor to poverty. What's the best locally brewed craft beer? I prefer Braxton's. Um, don't go to Mad Tree. Their beers are terrible. Uh, I know a lot of people like Fretboard and some other breweries around town. And I am just not big on IPAs. So you'll have to consult other people when it comes to IPAs. I don't like, you know, tasting sewage when I'm trying to drink a beer. Uh, Mike Jacumet, he's uh, at jbird 8383 He says, uh, shortstop is a hot topic. What do you think will happen? I'm guessing a one-year guy until Garcia is ready. Is that the plan? But will it happen and who? Um, I'm thinking that probably is the plan, having a stopgap until Garcia is ready. Personally, I would go after D.D. Gregorius or uh, maybe a trade for a shortstop, but um, claiming poverty as the Reds are, who knows what's going to happen. But I think the most likely scenario is what you laid out there, Mike, is that a, a one-year stopgap. Doug Gray, who hopefully will be on soon, he asks, if I can talk, hashtag too poor, too poverty. Who has the best hat and why is it Phil Razor? Phil Razor decided to buy a hat that makes him... How do, how do I say this? It's kind of like a western kind of cowboyish hat, but not really. Um, I guess it's better than looking at his dirty hair. So uh, better hats I'm always uh, always up for better hats. And better hat ideas. Bill at OBC2 has a ton of questions, so we'll just pick a couple here because some of them. Anyway, he doesn't use the hashtag. Better pro in their sport based on career war: Jesse Winker or John Ross? John Ross, of course, is the bust wide receiver of the Bengals, so Jesse Winker because Jesse Winker is not a bust. Wilson Zell ever live up to the number two overall pick hype? Um, I hope so. Uh, we just need to see a healthy season out of him. He also asked the same about Hunter Green, and yes, I'm going to say he's going to live up to the hype. Will the Reds be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline? I'm going to say sellers because they're trying to sell everybody at, at the moment. And he also asked, if you could retire one's re one Reds uniform, whom would you select? Now, that's a tough one. Um... I'm trying to think. I personally, and I know this may not be um, as popular as most, but I think Eric Davis's 44 should be retired. Just because the man was just amazing as a baseball player. Helped the Reds to the 1990 World Series, along with Barry Larkin. And if he had not been hurt, would have been an all-time great. So I'm going to go with the 44 Magnum of Eric Davis. Um, I'm sure there's some other contenders, but uh, that's just, I just think that I think he deserves it.
Uh, Fake Jamel at Fake Jamel asks, why are you still a Reds fan? Well, I'm a baseball fan. I love the Reds, even when they hurt me. And they've been hurting me a lot lately. Um, I mean, I just, maybe I'm irrational, but I just love the Reds. And I'm always going to be an eternal, eternal optimist when it comes to them and hoping that they do the right things and try to compete. Um, Bob Castellini hopefully will make good on his promise to bring championship baseball back to Cincinnati. Uh, Nick Crawl is a very intelligent person, so I'm hoping that his leadership as the GM and I guess he's president of baseball operations as well, but I'm hoping that he's able to, if he needs to make some deals, make some good deals in the in the vein of, say, uh, Alfredo Simon for a Eugenio Suarez or a Dan Straley for Luis Castillo type of deals. Those are good. Uh, I don't like fire sales. I don't like claiming poverty when everybody knows that you're not poor, that your team's not poor. You had one down year of less profits, but less profits doesn't mean that you all of a sudden don't have the money to do things. That just means you didn't make as much profit. I'm going to die on that hill until the Reds open up their books. I'm going to die on that hill. So I said this would be a short and sweet podcast, and that's what it is. Uh, not going to go around the room for final thoughts because it's just me. I uh, want to give a shout-out to Ram at Unc Ram. Give a shout-out to the Cincy Sports Gallery. Go there for all of your Reds memorabilia needs. And they also have Bengals and some Ohio State and Cincinnati uh, memorabilia and stuff. They don't have a U.K. section, but I'm working on that. So, until next time, this is Coop saying we will talk to you later. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, where the river winds. Across the Mason and the Dixon line.